Welcome to the Volleypod, where we're all about coaching kids volleyball. With drills, skills, and scenarios, we keep things fast, fun, and effective. Presented by the Art of Coaching Volleyball, the Volleypod is your new source for coaching information. Good morning, and welcome to the Volleypod. How are you today, Todd? Great, Davis. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for being here. We've got another exciting installment of the Volleypot. All right. I'm fired up as usual to talk a little volley with you every every time, every pod. I'm learning something new and taking it back in the gym. Same here. Same here. It's just been a blast so far working with you. We keep it tight. We keep, you know, keep trying to give you guys good ideas to to do something with. Yeah, little bits, little bits. You don't do this, you know, in, in big, big chunks. You do it in little bits, and hopefully we can provide a, a bit or two for you. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about the skill of warming up. That's an interesting skill. You know, usually we've been uh, kind of focused on specific volley stuff and when, you know, skills like passing and setting and, but warming up, why'd you choose that? Well, I chose warming up because I think it is a skill that is not taught in a manner that is all that effective usually for teaching. And the reason I say that is because I, I believe in my experience that warmups last too long and are too lacking in instruction towards volleyball specific stuff. It's interesting you say that because we think about when players come in and the beginning of practice, when is the best time to really teach? Is the best time to really teach later on or right when they come in? Are they most receptive? Well, so that's a great point. I mean, I feel that they're most receptive right at the beginning of practice. You know, you have you have their the most attention. They're excited to be there, and they haven't learned anything else essentially, right? So you have their whole brain right there to to feed into. And yet, a lot of times, what we're doing is sort of irrelevant to volleyball. Yeah, I see it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a little work over at the club uh, and working with coaches, and I see it. And there's just some coaches that are just trying to you know, waste 15 minutes out of their practice plan. I go, oh, well, I don't have to plan that 15 minutes because we're going to come in and we're going to do a bunch of jogging and we're going to do this kind of mindless repetitive stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's a great topic. I'm right with you. Yeah. And I want to preface this by saying, I think you should warm up, (laughs) right? I just think it should be filled with instructional activities that are highly related to volleyball. How do you do that? So I think you... I think you warm up differently. So uh, what I see a lot of times is people going to the net and back or jogging and stuff like that. And you can do that exact same sort of method, but instead of just jogging, which is not common in a volleyball court, you do shuffles or a drop step or dig and dive or approaches, right? You just add volleyball specific stuff. So it's got to be related to volleyball. Absolutely. Nothing that isn't related goes in your warm up. Absolutely. And I think that there's times to do all that stuff, but I I don't think on-court practice time is the time, especially for a club team where you only get, you know, four to six hours a week of training time, right? If you're giving up 45 minutes of those six hours, that's a lot of time when you think about it, yep. right? And so we got to really make sure we're maximizing the time. Um, there should be two intentions in my mind for the warm up. The first is to get your body so that it doesn't get injured. 
So injury prevention should be arguably the key thing that you do for the warm-up. Now, are you a stretching guy? Not at all. Not at the beginning of practice. I think they got to get their heart rate up. I have a PE uh, teaching credential and um, by no means am I an elite expert on this, but it's my understanding that you can actually do damage with stretching before a warm-up. So we will do a sit and stretch, if you will, at the end of practice sometimes, but we never do it um, before practice. Okay. Although I see a lot of team, teams doing it. And there is something to be said about the social benefit of that sit and stretch, yep. you know? Um, but I feel like we can be social off the court. We only <laughs> have six hours. So let's get to it. Yep. So we'll do stuff in our warm up. So, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So okay. instead of like jogging to the net and then doing like heel flips or, you know, high knees, we will do an extension dig. So like a lunge and act like you're digging and then stand up, step with the other foot, lunge, act like you're digging. So, right. So once again, you're taking uh, that, what I think people re refer to as dynamic warm up movements yep. and you're saying, Hey, we're going to make all those volleyball related. So we're not, instead of doing regular lunges, we're doing, Hey, extension digs yep. off of a lunge. I love it. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll do dig and dive. We'll do what we call push pops where they're doing the last two steps of their approach. Okay. I think that's a great way of, of, of building. I love the name. Up. What was it again? Push pops. Push pops. <laughs> I love it. So you push and then pop your last, last foot into it. That's the pop step. Okay. So, um, so we'll do those and then we'll do diving. We'll do, you know, extension diving to the side. Um, and then we'll also do a little bit of landing and also some blocking footwork. The landing is big. How, what do you do with that? So we just set up about a box that's about a foot high. They step onto it and then they just walk off of it and try to cushion their landing. And just we just do landing. We just practice landing, basically. That's, uh, uh, I got to put that in. I got to put that yeah, in. Simple really doesn't take takes like, what, 30 seconds or exactly. something to run everybody through. Yeah. And you know what we do is as they land, they'll land and then we'll toss them a ball in front and then they'll do like a extension, dig okay. forward, something All like right. that. So just a little bonus volleyball. Um, so, yeah. So I think the really the big thing is can you take everything that you do in your warm up and make it a volleyball thing? So if you're doing butt kickers, are butt kickers going to warm you up? Probably. But are they game relevant? No. So instead of warming up the hamstring with butt kickers, we would warm it up with maybe a, you know, step out and dig, you know, something like that. Right. So trying to get everything to be. So how long when, give me a, give me a time. How long does it take to go through your, your little uh, kind of movement, game related movement routine? So I try to keep it to about seven minutes, seven minutes, seven okay. to 10 minutes. I think you can get a great warm up. And okay. the other thing with that is that in the, tournaments and club tournaments you get literally almost no time essentially right. two minutes between so that matches. seven minutes now take me through that seven minutes so you're doing something that you have other stuff going on besides just the right the dynamic let's so, say volleyball moves what else are you doing so we'll we'll start all the time with tib raises tib raises are really great for building um, ankle support and helping you not get what are those tib raises are basically where you're leaning with your back against the wall with your feet about a foot away from the wall, maybe a foot and a half, and you just lift your toe up towards your uh, face very slowly. Okay. And those are called tib raises, and they're really excellent for your ankle, calf, knee stability. Okay. So then we'll do that as a 
as a way of getting into being warm. It actually pumps a lot of blood and stuff into your knees and ankles and um, it's it's a way of doing it. So that's the one thing stress. you're doing that's really not necessarily is is all kind of injury prevention. That's injury prevention, um, but, but it also provides that warm up piece, which I love. Right. And, so that's and the one thing that up. might not be volleyball related. Exactly. Everything else is volleyball. Exactly. So after that, we'll go right into our movement, basically. So we'll do push pops. We'll step and dig and dive. We'll do step shuffle all that stuff and it's still going to the net and back okay um but basically that's it and then, and right then after, after that we'll go after that then we do our walk-offs where they walk off the uh they're doing the landing okay the landings okay yep and then from the landings then we'll go into some blocking footwork and transition okay so um after that um sort of you know to the net and back stuff that's when we go into their blocking movements Right. So can you tap on the middle and then go make a swing block or can you step shuffle out and then transition off? And again, you're warming up, but it's game like all the movement is the stuff that Absolutely. you need that that transition yeah. is we'll, so important. And we'll do that with the pins and then we'll add a middle in and they're going and they're the off blockers dropping off. You know, so we're just we're just right into sort of volleyball training. Cool. So that's our that's our warm up. And then, OK, by then, balls come out. So, you know. At the beginning of the season, we were doing sort of a longer arm warm-up to get the arm swing trained. But now we don't do a ton of on-the-ground arm swing stuff at this point okay. in the season. So we're doing stuff over the net, controlled as the warm-up. So one of the ones that we'll talk about a little later is just you know sort of an over-the-net pepper thing. I okay. like that a lot better than standing and hitting the ball. Oh, I'll tell you, the one I have, uh, my pet peeve. Yeah. And that is... I don't know how we started this in volleyball, but hitting the ball into the ground. I know. In pairs. You. Yep. And my team, if I let them do that, they'll do that for 20 minutes. <laughs> they'll totally just hit the ball into the ground for yeah. 20 minutes. Or and, just throw or just and, do and, yeah. all kinds of weird throwing and all that yes. stuff I hate. Because, Same. you know, the two-hand overhead throw where they're piking, we don't want to teach them how to pike. Why are we practicing stuff that we don't want them to do when they spike? Absolutely. And we don't – the biggest problem with beginning players is – we got to get them hitting the ball over the net. Why are we coming in and teaching them to hit it into the ground? Absolutely. It would be like if I'm, I'm a big tennis guy, you know, and have I ever practiced tennis serves by serving into the <laughs> ground? It, it's idiotic that if you, if I told, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah. come in and we're going to go in pairs and we're going to hit balls into the ground to practice our serve. Right. They would go, what are you doing? That's right. the most, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing you could do. Now it does have one advantage. I think of it keeps the ball in front. Yes. And so that's the single advantage. But there's so many disadvantages to arm pattern that we want their elbow bent on contact to hit over the net. Yes. We want them hitting more at the bottom of the ball if they're younger and smaller, that all that stuff is the worst that they can do. So I'll tell you, that warm-up for me, it's, it's so critical that, yes. that we, when we're hitting, we hit balls over the net. Absolutely. And I have a similar feeling about about – pepper just in general okay you know like i i'm not a huge fan of pepper simply because of that you you're rarely hitting straight first of all you're hitting low right all those things and i know for young players it's a great way to get a lot of touches so i would i have mixed feelings i would say hey play a lot of pepper when you can't have a net when you have a net we should be using the net going over the net. that's sort of my take on it yeah 
Yeah, and I say if you play Pepper, make it even more specific. Yeah. So, hey, we're playing, uh, you're trying to hit over their head. We're working on overhead digging Pepper. We're working on, you're hitting the ball, lunge right, lunge left Pepper. So everything is is way more specific. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I think that's a great idea for sure. Yeah, and yeah, there's so many great ways to do that. And I think moving in volleyball ways is great. And then the only other thing I'd add is, I mean, if you can do a team over the net warm up, I think that's wonderful too. You know what I mean? So six on six, something like that, rotating. I think that's way better than running back and forth to the net. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, so that's the take on the skill of the day, basically warming up. I like it. I like the kind of new look at uh, our skills portion. That's cool. Absolutely. And so now you're going to take us into the scenario, right? So you got yeah, a story. Yeah, so my scenario is looking back as a young coach. And, you know, I was, uh, I, you know, a high school coach. And I was also coaching a bunch of club back in the old days as well. Uh, but I was thinking about the first day. Okay. And there's that excitement that we have coaching mm -hmm. the first day. I was like, Hey, I have this new team. Uh, and we have this first day when I'm thinking about first day, I'm really thinking about the first time you have your team together. Okay. So it's not necessarily you've kind of gone through maybe the tryout phase. Um, I, I think some things might apply to the first day of tryouts. Uh, but if you're in club, your team is assembled. If you're a high school team, you've made your cuts and now you're taking it back and you're taking it down to, you know, hey, what are we going to do? And as a young coach, my first day, I was always thinking, um, I was collecting drills and I go, oh, I have a, a bank of these drills that I'm going to try on the first day. And I would have this practice plan and it would be pretty and I would have all these new drills. So everything was kind of drill focused. And some of the drills, of course, worked well. Some of the dr drills didn't work so well, but that's how I really looked at that first day. Okay. And I don't look at the first day like that any longer. Okay. <laughs> completely different. When you think about your first day, what are you, what are you thinking about? Man there's so much going on on that first day. Right. And that's why I think it's important. Absolutely. And I'm trying to get a sense of everyone. I'm trying to get to know everyone. Yeah. And, but I'm also like, I'm like you, like, I'm like, let's get going. I got all these great ideas right. and, and maybe that's not the best approach. Right. So I, I usually, I want to jump into going and I don't know, tell me what you do. So I start with core values. Okay. So we have three, and I don't think it really matters what they are. Uh, ours are effort, teamness, attitude. And so we talk about those. We talk about some specific behaviors that go with those core values. And then every drill that we have in that day, every activity we have reflects that. Cool. So we just talked about warming up. So we'll talk about this idea of teamness. Is it important for us to be warming up and doing the same thing together at the same time? Like and that. why is that important? So cool. we're trying to establish this foundation. So everything we do goes back to a core value. I like that. I'll always have some defensive drills that will stretch players defensively because effort is one of our core values. And you know, full speed effort to ball is 
that that's what that effort's all about. So right. we have to practice that on the first day. And we want to celebrate their success in that on the first day. So that has to be important. Uh, we talk about, you know, let's say teamness. And so we'll say shag balls and I'll watch them do it. And then we'll say, you know, that's not how we're going to shag balls. We're going to do it a little differently because nobody's going to stand around and watch teammates. Everybody's going to run with somebody. You're not ever going to stand. If there's no ball, then you're going to join a teammate while she shags. You're going to keep her company. Okay. Uh, so okay. just a bunch of little things that we're doing on that first day, everything relates to our core values. And, and we try to really stretch that effort. That's so awesome. if they don't transition, if they block and stand, hey, that's lack of effort. Right. Okay. Um, attitude. We'll say, hey, it's hot in the gym. A lot of times in the beginning of, you know, our practice period, it'll be, you know, in the summer. Uh, with our high school and it'll be hot in the gym. We didn't have air conditioning and it's hot in there. And the people want to hear you complain on how hot it is. And, you know, uh, do we want to come into practice when there's midterms? You know, the gym should be our sanctuary. It's not a place, oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, I have this. Oh, you think you're stressed out. I'm even more stressed out. So we talk about attitude and we give them specific examples of what we're talking That's about, great. both positive and negative. So that first day, what I'm trying to do more than anything, we want to play and playing's important. We'll play six on six that first day. And, you know, we'll teach them maybe passing and serving cues that first day. We'll play six on six that first day. Hey, that communication, that's part of teamness. Right. Okay. If, if you're not talking for us, that's being selfish. And so we try to re really frame things on, you know, using those core values. And so when they leave that first day, if somebody asks them, any player, hey, what's important in your program? They would say effort, teamness, attitude. And that. they get sick of hearing it, but I don't care. Right. If they know it and they all say the same thing, then they know what we're about. And that's what we lean on in when times are tough. So that's so great. And it's being deliberate about setting up the culture. Yep. Right. Instead of letting the culture come to you, in a sense, like let's play volleyball. The culture will come right. Instead, you're saying this is the way we do things. And you started from day one. Yep. It's, it's really cool. It, yeah, it's important. It's it's important for us. Another, you know, you, you mentioned that as far as developing that culture and, and one of the coaches who is is working with me now and you know her, Katie, uh, Katie great Myers. young coach in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, you know, she did it a little differently. She her initial day was the team chose their core values. So okay. she did a little off the court thing, okay. um, which, you know, I'm a little impatient. I want to get going. <laughs> yeah. And we've had these values for so long. I'm pretty tied to them. But I really like what she did, too. Yeah. And she said, OK, uh, here's a list of, you know, 50 values. What are going to be important to us? We have to narrow these down. And so she had to do it in pairs and they came together and they talked about, hey, they chose three of them. Now let's get to work. Like um, and so they were invested in those, but she started with the value. She started with the big and then worked the volleyball in. So that's, I'm a big fan of, of those values. Maybe you have them in your, your school or your club already has them and you don't have to develop them. But I think that first day, Hey, it is, uh, they are, you're never going to have their attention. Like you have it on that day. Absolutely. You know? now, so. now, do you say like, Hey, this is an effort drill. 
you know, this is a teamness drill or this is a time. Yeah, no, we'll, okay. uh, no, hey, we'll say, hey, this is a, a time that we're really trying to reinforce this value through this drill. And teamness is more, hey, it's almost everything we right. do. Right. Um, the effort stuff is pretty, is really just expanding the effort. Right. So transition, um, you know, going for the ball defensively is pretty obvious, right. but transitioning hard mm -hmm. and calling for the ball every time Hey, that's covering, effort. you know, all yeah. the dirty work. I call it. Yeah. 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 So all that dirty work really makes a big difference in a match and over the course of the season. And you're starting to anchor that right away. Yep. And trying to be real deliberate about defining those things. Hey, what does coverage posture look like? And what are your eyes doing? Right. Uh, and making it specific and saying, you know, we might have an assistant coach. Hey, you're looking at the eyes of the players covering. Are they looking at the blocker's hands? Because that's where the ball is coming from. Or are they just looking at the hitter? Right. And they're right. watching the hitter. They're going to pick it up late. Absolutely. So, uh, no, all that I'm, uh, always expanding that definition of effort for us. That's really cool. So now uh, another question is obviously you're at a high school and you get kids from a bunch of different clubs around the area. So what are some things that you do to help with that? So yeah, bringing, bringing kids together, together yeah. whether you're in a club situation or high school situation, we have kids of different grades or new mm -hmm. kids at the school. Uh, we, yeah, we want to be, we want to be together. That's important to us. It's important right. for us to have fun and develop relationships with teammates. And so a couple things, uh, we do, and I, I try, I, I'm not a big, like, taking a big chunks of time for bonding during practice time. Uh, but I like little tiny things. And so I'll give you a couple routines. One routine we have is our cheers. Okay. So our daily cheer is theme based. Okay. <laughs> so it might be ice cream flavors. It might be, like uh, you know, favorite athletes. Okay. It might be, uh, you know, most difficult teachers. <laughs> and so they're doing cheers nice. of trying to have a creative theme, everything. Like it might that. be, you know, type, favorite types of music or okay. something. And so that's a cheer. So there's always some chatter around that. So it's not a mindless cheer. Right. I like that. Uh, so cool. it's different every every day. Nice. And they have to come up with a new theme. Oh, what's the theme today? And if they if I don't if I don't think it's not creative enough, do another one. And okay. I want them to to reach out and be, you know, uh try to get creative. That's cool. Uh the other thing we'll do is it was uh all of our partner work is time-based and I like 30 seconds for partners. So okay. uh, I don't get to come out. If you're my best friend, Davis, we don't get to come out and spend 15 minutes in partners hanging out with my best friend. And I don't know anything about anybody else on the team because right. we, we just, you know, become our own little click and let that happen. Mm -hmm. If players start that way and I go, okay, get partner. They're in that, they're with that partner. I'm with you for 30 seconds and then you're gone, you're rotated. And then we have somebody new in the beginning of the season. We might say, okay, uh, you know, every 30 seconds before you start the next, uh, you know, passing drill with your partner, share uh, names of your pets or share siblings or tell about your toughest class or tell about the favorite place you've ever traveled or tell about what kind of music you listen to. Tell about the time you were most scared. And so they That's just start cool. sharing these things. And then when, when we come into a big group, 
we try to hear the wildest one. Okay. And so then we have some kind of things we can bring up and, you know, teach kids about or remind them about <laughs> later on. So we have this kind of shared knowledge as a team that we That's get so early. cool. That's so cool. And, you know, I honestly believe that matters so much. I was developing, you know, the older I am, you know, the more you see it's, hey, it's all about relationships, yes. you know, and hey, can we, what can we do as coaches to help nourish it? nourish those and make it easy for players because some players will you know embrace that very easily and some others it'll be difficult for them. right and you're really they need it yeah absolutely. and giving them that opportunity is is important well and giving them a voice yeah. right i love when kids and just young people are able to express themselves and you're giving them that essentially that go ahead right yeah, it's little, so cool. little push little yeah, nudge little, yeah. yeah little nudge really cool so that's awesome so anything else to add on that i don't think so that that got into a, a lot a of lot. first day ideas that might be different than the old days when i would just be so volleyball you know yeah. centric and oh i have a new drill to try i want to try <laughs> this i saw you know a college team do it or something so so real quick what about the jitters what about first day jitters for the kids well, that's tryouts. That's a good question. Yeah. And we talk about that. And, you know, we talk about some specific behaviors like, hey, if you're in the front of a line, I never want to see you try to move back. I don't want to do this first. Right. Because we, we think that, hey, we want to, we're into learning velocity. Right. And you learn fast by making errors. Whoever makes the error learns fastest. Right. So we, we talk about a bunch of things like that. So, hey, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, because we're going to be nervous in matches and we have to start practicing that today. So that's good. That's awesome. um, once again, it's, it's framing that. Right. And hey, we're going to get, there are going to be a bunch of opportunities. I'm more concerned with, with your response to the error than the error itself. That's awesome. And are you next play focused? And we, we try to be next play focused on our team. So if you're carrying around every mistake you have, and by the end of practice, you know, you have this backpack that you're carrying around the gym full of all your errors, you're not going to be playing very well. That's a great point. And hitting that early, I think that's so key. Yeah, good question. Yeah, that's really awesome. So now I guess we're into the drills. Yeah, we're, I think we're back to you. Right. What, what type of drills are you doing in uh, the, the, the warm-up portion? And uh, what do we have on the, on the Art of Coaching website? So these two drills will be unlocked in the show notes for anyone that wants to check them out. And they're on the Art of Coaching website. The first one is by Karch Karai, who everyone knows. Karch Karai? Karch Karai. Oh, Karch. Has oh, anyone I ever heard of Karch? Karch. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, he's uh, doing okay. He's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's got a great drill that I think is a great warm-up drill. So this goes back to my warm-up stuff. And again, it's play, but it's controlled play. This is called six-person over the net pepper. It's three on a side. And they're just rotating and playing over the net pepper. It starts with a down ball. So it's not super, um, you know, difficult on the body, right? It starts with a down ball over the net. And then essentially they're just playing rotating pepper where uh, the ball's going up over the net. And then as they get better, they can start hitting the ball harder. I love it because everyone's doing all the skills, right? Setting with their hands, you're getting your arm warm and you're basically playing volleyball. So yeah. it's a great warm up. Perfect. I like it. What else? Yeah. So my next one is by Mike Telemontes, who's the head coach at Park University, who's okay. been super successful at uh, Park University. And he's also the coach at Mavs Volleyball Club in Kansas. He's an awesome coach. But basically, it's a blocking warm-up without a ball, where you're just going through the footwork of different blocking moves, and you're blocking and then transitioning off. Now, they may not be warmed up enough all the way to do full blocking moves, 
but they will as they go. And again, game like, you know. I like that that with the block, it's not just blocking. Right. He has the transition moves in there. So every yep. time they're landing, they're landing and getting off the net. Yes. And then even the what, what I call the counter move. And I see you do this with your teams too, where they, they'll transition and then they'll get back into their base. Yeah, position. we call it, yeah, that counter transition where they're going from uh, after they attack, especially when we talk about left side hitters, because they can be late. They could land and kind of cruise over on a low dig, a setter, a lefty like you, Davis. It's his ball on the tape. Turn and you burn put, on you, one. You, you hit that thing, and you you uh, you're talking about concussions earlier, and that's when uh, we're worried about the people on the other side of the net from you. So they got to get back in there quick. They got to get back in there quick, and and so you just add that into the warmup. Yep. Right, and then we'll add a middle you know, closing. And I think this is all stuff that totally could be part of the warmup and be much better served in over the duration of the season than doing, you know, heel flips or butt kickers, yep. and, you know, all this yep. stuff. So I think those are some great drills. So now we're back to you for the resource. Ah, the resource. I have a new one for you. You haven't heard of this I guy. Have not, yeah. A lot of these, uh, he's new. He's uh, new for me. Uh, but it's my one of my favorite uh, my favorite books of last year okay. by a guy named Doug Lemoff, L E M O V, and he wrote a book called The Coach's Guide to Teaching. Okay. And he has a website, uh, www.coachesguidetoteaching.com, and he is uh, a master teacher and took all of his work as a master teacher and is now applying it to coaching. And he is a huge guy on this, this idea of decision-making okay. and how important that is and how we, that's often a neglected part of coaching. I'll, I'll read you uh, one little excerpt from, from my notes. And it is the expert is taking in less visual information to guide his decisions than his student. But this is because he knows exactly where to look to find the right cues, and he locks in on them earlier. More signal, less noise. So the Ooh. beginner is actually looking at more. Right. It's the ad advanced player that has narrowed focus. And can we teach those players how to narrow that focus to try to accelerate they're learning. So he's got a bunch of good stuff. You got to check out Doug Lemma. Well, I love that. And just this idea that decision-making is so critical and we don't practice it that much. Oh, I know. I, I read his stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't do that. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, I got to start doing that. Yes. It's really humbling, but it's great stuff. Well, and that's what I love about this pod is getting these resources. Yes. I'm learning stuff all, right. all the time. So, I mean, I'm going to go check it out. So, man, once again, another great pod. You know, we talked about warming up. We talked about the scenario of the first day of practice, getting the group together, shared some drills. And then we talked about Doug Lemoff and his and his stuff with teaching and coaching. So another great pod. All right. Perfect, Davis. I enjoyed it as usual. We'll look forward to the next one. Sounds good. Have a great one. Take care.